Hello and welcome. This is the Reader Copy Podcast, a comic podcast about comic books. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. It is Wednesday, November 3rd, first episode of November. Yes, yeah? November. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Did you count back or just had it? I just logged? know that today yeah. is Sunday and it is Halloween. It is Halloween recording, yes. Yeah. You feel in the air, like so, all month long. I was like, well, tomorrow's November 1st. So right. That means... Basic math. We could do basic yeah. math. I can count at least up to three. I'm, I'm stopping there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it all just because it's a holiday. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm your brother and your co-host. I said that. I said that. I didn't hear that. Okay. Well, I'm here. Welcome everyone to the podcast. This is my co-host Daniel, by the way. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. It's. I mean, I, I, do you think people are going to be trick-or-treating today at, at night? I we feel, definitely didn't last year. No, we didn't last year. But also in our neighborhood here, yeah. I haven't seen a trick-or-treater in at least five, six years. Well, is that just because you don't pay attention or just kids don't trick-or-treat anymore? The street looks dark it's night no but also it seems like the city's like turn off the street lights too so no one goes out <laughs> it's like, nobody goes out like all the homes like that turn off their porch lights They're like don't don't come here kid don't we're not no candy for you yeah yeah no. they don't they don't want even want their parents to bring them to whatever uh, yeah okay. there's also i don't think there's any little kids in our neighborhood in our block anymore? at least in our street yeah i think you're right there might be some towards the ends but i i don't know them i, I don't hang out with them no no um they're not going into my van Okay. You're not giving out candy to them, no. no. I do that year round. I'm not going to do it okay. Halloween. Uh, I live in an apartment, so it's nobody wants to trick or treat at an apartment. That's we, true. We do, it does open up straight into like the street, mm-hmm. my apartment, yeah. but still nobody wants, the, the kids don't want to trick or treat at an apartment. Their parents don't want them to trick or treat there yeah. either. They'll just go down. Like I also live next to other houses. They would skip my building and go to the houses. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, the idea is go to the rich neighborhood. Yeah. I don't live in the rich neighborhood, so I just give, there's no king size Hershey's on my block. Um, I, I have friends that have kids. Sure. And apparently the thing is now, because of like safety and stuff, Yeah, uh, I've heard they go trick-or-treating at the mall. Is that a thing? Like they'll go to the your Antiennes, yeah, your whatever. Orange Julius's, and mm-hmm. they'll give candy out? I guess, yeah. I never knew that was a thing. I mean, it's also that's... easier. You're indoors. It's not dark. I'm trying to think about it, but I guess it's beneficial for the stores there too. They're getting traffic that they wouldn't otherwise have, right? It's nighttime. Is it still open? Well, they go at like 7 or 6, maybe. Okay, I guess. That's when people I, I've heard people do that, and then once it's dark again, or once it's dark, they go out again. Oh, okay. but also it's just like guarantee, like okay, my kids have a bag of candy. Now we can do a little bit of like the neighborhood one without having to go so much, and just be like, okay, well now you have like a bag and a half. Let's go home. So late, and like for sure the mall is safe, right? I mean, it's just yeah, a mall. Yeah. And then okay, you can get you can get a what, orange Julius there too. Maybe get some cookies mm-hmm. for the, the parents. You know, they they want to get something. Yeah, I I like Dairy Queen. Dairy I prefer Dairy Queen. I think there's Burger King's in the mall too. Get a burger. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go to Sparrow's. Not, I'm not even going to for the kids. Uh, what's the best like Halloween candy? Candy corn. No. Hell no. No. Uh, circus peanut. No. Come on. Like, I guess it doesn't have to be specifically for yeah. Halloween. But like when you, when you're a kid, you dump your bag of candy. What's the first one you're going to grab and eat? Well, I start off with a chocolate, like a classic chocolate, maybe Snickers, maybe uh, Three Musketeers okay. just to get started. And then I save my best for the middle. Oh, so you don't even go for the best first? I don't go for the best first. Okay. Well, after Warrior, are you gonna are you?
you in the room are gonna steal my best chocolates because that's a that's a consideration. If that if that's the case, I'm eating you before I get home. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, I'm ten years older. Yeah. So, so you're not go- going trick or treating. You're just gonna go steal my chocolates, my candy. Dang it. What is? I would exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you because it's happened before. Yeah. What would you pick? What would you? What's your favorite? I I love a Twix. Twix are all right. I, is, I thought you'd say Kit Kat. I love a Kit Kat too. Yeah. yeah. Kit Kat's my number one candy bar. It's kind of weird to me. It's not my favorite. It's it's more of a cookie than a chocolate to me. So it's, what? No, it's not even a cookie at all though. It's like wafer, whatever you know. It's a Kit Kat bar. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Also, I like uh, when you get the regular size Kit Kat, like the four bar one. Yeah. Uh, people are like break it off, right, and eat it pieces i eat it like a candy bar like that's an abomination take a bite throughout all four pieces at once that's an affront to <laughs> just eat it like a bar to all halloween candy everywhere <laughs> it tastes good it i'm sure it tastes the same but you're not no, it tastes better it's not supposed to do that no you're breaking the rules your it kit kat rights have been revoked it. It, it comes out the same way <laughs> the same color came in <laughs> taking a break uh I like white chocolate. I oh, like really? I like the white chocolate Hershey's, like the kisses with the mm, swirl of swirl. regular chocolate. Hugs. Is that what they call hugs? They're called hugs. I also like cookies and cream Hershey bars. Oh, those are good. But maybe those are every so often a Halloween candy because they usually come in full bars, right? I've seen Most them the in like the little bars. Do they? Okay. Yeah, but like uh, you, they're rare. So like you may have two or three in your whole trick or treat bag. Okay, I guess I don't. I would not come home with like hordes of chocolate. It'd be my my one basket we full i think our my parents at the our parents at the time were like worried about <laughs> well they searched through the candy right i think so yeah 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 that was a they didn't r- care in your era the, the 80s i mean they did that was a big rumor like there's fake candy with like razor or... did that start then okay yeah okay. but uh i didn't see any of that i didn't taste any of it <laughs> <laughs> well okay non-chocolate candy non-chocolate candy sour patch kids like what do they oh, get yeah, those are good. but um, i never got those what'd be weird is like you'd sometimes get like a those fruit snacks because someone was lazy and didn't get actual candy. Yeah, it's our house. <laughs> Sometimes our candy would be from the year before that I didn't want to eat. Yeah, exactly. So, so bad. Trick. <laughs> Trick. <laughs> I like, um, they're like old people food candy. Okay. Is that bad to say? But like butterscotch and wrapped in the yellow cellophane. Yeah. Hard oh, candies. I don't like those. Those are, I'll eat those all day. Really? Yeah, those they, are my favorite. They leave an aftertaste that of deliciousness. I, I don't want no, that's no. good. butterscotch. Yeah. I think that's my jam. No deal. I'm out I'm out of it. No, that's no deal. the one. It's, it's also like, I'm fine no, with you stealing those out of my There's basket. no writing on the label or anything. It's like cheap plastic. Old people candy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, I'll good. skip those. No butterscotch. I love it. I guess. I don't know. I like chocolates. Okay. I don't think we're going to get trick-or-treaters this year. Yeah. But I'm not even going to dress up for Halloween. I haven't dressed up for Halloween in over 10 years, probably. Um, You know what's dumb is that I dressed up for Christmas last year, not, not Halloween. <laughs> for work, I had like Yoda ears and Star Wars was coming out that year or whatever, whenever it was so two years ago. So you just wore it. I just wore it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a lot of news to talk about. Yeah, for sure. So why don't you explain how the show works? Here at Reader Copy Podcast, we split up into three bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news that came in this week. And then in the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And for the new movie coming out, we're going to be doing an Eternals comic book. And at the end, we'll talk about our side stories where we talk about we've been watching, reading, whatever entertainment we've been consuming this week. All right, there's something I want to talk about, so let's get into it. (laughs) 
Now, this is uh, not comic book news, but I just wanted to bring it up. Okay, what? The Lightyear trailer. Right. Well, he's, like a, he's like a superhero. What is this? You're not up for it? First off, it should be Tim Allen. Come on. Oh, I didn't even know it was not him. No. I, I'm not paying attention. Do you know who it is? Who is it? Is it Tom Hanks? No. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It's Chris Evans. Oh, wow. Oh, I can believe that. But he's like a- Come on, Disney, you're just pushing Tim Allen to the curb? Like, he built a franchise with you. He also got busted for de- dealing cocaine, right? Yeah, it's in the past. He was also Tim the Toolman Taylor, and that's worse. His name is Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, the the trailer dropped and it's not, first off, he's not a toy. He's not a toy, no. And it seems like, is this in the world of Toy Story? Is this the show that the toy is made based off of? Or is it just like, we're now in that universe where he is real? <laughs> I like the last one where it's just like, it's not exactly the Toy Story universe. It's almost the universe the toy is based on. I like so, that idea. So that's a, it's a sh- movie or show? It's a different universe. Yeah. Okay. That's confusing. Because I think, right, he's like, he's a toy of a super superhero astronaut right. yeah so supposedly there's a tv show maybe in the universe that andy watches and mm-hmm. wanted the toy for i think that's what we're in there was even a cartoon that we actually got on like disney channel yeah that i used to watch i thought it was kind of cool like oh he's not the toy even in this cartoon he's a astronaut um but it was like a cartoon in the universe that the toy was based off of exactly so is this a movie in that universe that the toy is also based yeah. off of? live action version oh god but pixar yeah whatever yeah. i'll say it looks kind of good <laughs> all this all this just to say you like I it. Just, I just, I like it, but I just wish it was Tim Allen. It's like messed up. He's supposed to be like the young Buzz Lightyear. So what? It's, you're not seeing him. You're just hearing his voice. To hear someone else speak as Buzz Lightyear is like off-putting to me. It could be that maybe Tim Allen doesn't want to do it anymore. He's tired. Oh, come on. What is he doing? <laughs> He's living off his home improvement money already. No, come on. You're a child's plaything. <laughs> uh yeah, okay. Well, that's not kind of green news, but I just want to express my feelings on that. Weird feelings. I'm not sure if you're on board or not. <laughs> no, I am Okay. partially because I think it looks good and the story looks good, but I'm just going to take out the voice and put Tim Allen's voice when I watch it. In your head? Just, yeah. All right. <laughs> what does he do? Oh. <laughs> 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 Um, okay, real comic book news. Let's get into it. Um, remember a couple of weeks ago we had Fandom? Yeah, of course. DC Fandom? Yes. And they talked about all the movies that they're coming out with. One movie that they didn't talk about at all- Quiet on. Was- uh, like a spinoff of Aquaman called The Trench. Yeah, we already knew it was canceled, that they were like, we're not going to do this anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like a horror movie. Yeah, James Wan, he's a horror director. Mm-hmm. It kind of made sense, also kind of didn't. Yeah, it made sense that it fit his style. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, you're just going to make a whole movie about The Trench? Uh, they don't really talk English, so like, what are we going to get as far There's as no dialogue? superhero stuff in it, right? I and mean, like, who's asking for it? I don't know. Exactly. I know who's asking for it. Who? <laughs> the actor that plays Black Manta. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's Actually, it's not a trench movie. It was all a code name for the next Black Manta movie. It was supposed to be a spinoff based on him, yes. his character. But it's not happening. It's not happening either. Fully canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't need it. I don't want this movie anyway. I like the idea of a Black Manta movie before I saw Aquaman. Oh, really? I feel like his name was Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Mm-hmm. I think he's a pretty good actor. Maybe nothing I've, I feel like... 
jaw-dropping performance yet, but I think he's a good actor. His performance in Aquaman, kind of atrocious. I think he was, yeah, like he's a good actor in everything else I've seen except Aquaman. Right. He was good in, uh, I remember he's in Watchmen. He's in Watchmen, right? Yeah, that was really good. But to give him his own movie based on that character seemed, uh, I don't know, not necessary. Maybe undeserved. Yeah. It's going to be, a, I think, a bigger part in Aquaman 2. So maybe they're just going to fold in some of that story elements into this Aquaman sequel, which I think is a better plan anyway. I think so too. They didn't build him up enough as an enemy, right? In the first one, it was yeah. just Orm. His brother was the main big bad. Yeah. He was just like an obstacle for, right. like, for like the scene in, where are they, like Italy or Rome or something? Yeah, right. I mean, it's almost like the first movie was building up his character and yeah. he didn't really do anything with it yet. And definitely the end credit scene had um, like a cliffhanger involving him. Right. I think he already, um, that was when he talked to the doctor, right? Right. Uh, Randall Park's character. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to come back. He already said there's more for me to play with for this next script for the second Aquaman movie. Right. So we're going to get, I think it's going to be more dynamic character. I don't know if it's going to be enough to build up and give him a, uh, his own movie. No, I don't think it's deserving of his own movie. What would be cool though is if we're introduced to, in the comic books, his son. His own son. Okay. Yeah. Which character? It's Aqualad. Right. Pretty cool character. Who is uh, not a bad guy in the, in the comics. He's he's a, like a hero. Yes, right. Uh, I don't know if I've read the comics involving him that much, but mm. I remember from Young Justice. Oh, yeah. Right. That's, that's where I know him mostly. <laughs> Me too. He was pretty uh, impactful character in that. And Aqualad himself in that role was like, at certain point, played both sides, which is really interesting. Yeah. So I wonder, like, uh, were they planning to introduce that and maybe that didn't work out? So that's why they canned the whole movie? Or are they still going to maybe potentially introduce him in Aquaman 2? Or just hint at him and then really Aquaman 3 will be more about that. But I like the idea of having more Black Manta, just not his own movie. (laughs) (laughs) Do you wish they recast? Would that be too much of a mess? No, because also I think... his work after Aquaman has shown that he's a good actor. Yeah. And now they want to bank on that more. Or at least his fame, right? Yeah. Like he was in Candyman, the remake of Candyman. I think that got some buzz. Yeah. He's in the next Matrix. Oh, right. Yeah. He's, he's playing <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Exactly. That, he recast, like he took over someone's role for that. That's, that's got to yeah. be something. What's why, the deal why, with that? Yeah. Why did they do that? Know. Do they hate Lawrence Fishburne now? Does he I not want to do it? I think what is... Uh, I'm making this up I, as I do always uh, The Matrix yeah. has rebooted or reset so everything in The Matrix is new except for Neo and Trinity because they were like outside The Matrix I, again I haven't don't, s- don't quote me on that I haven't really watched the second or third movie so I don't it's not really in my head so the whole thing is they rebooted the continuum <laughs> right is that what's going on I don't yeah I don't really know <laughs> alright here I'll, I'll sum up each Matrix movie with one sentence good luck okay uh neo's the one and that's the first one okay um albino twins what second one that's the they fight these dreadlock albino i know the dreadlock guys okay and then the third one um the rave (laughs) okay that was the third one i thought that was the first movie all right um going into a rave and we're lawrence fish i can see why lawrence fish doesn't want to come back (laughs) machines (laughs) Uh, okay well aquaman 2 i think will still be pretty good yeah and um, the Trench movie, don't need it. I'm not going to miss it, no. Uh, I hope Yaya Mateen does better job in the next movie. Just make him... Aquaman 1 wasn't even that great. It was very much a big spectacle, but not a great mm-hmm. script. It was like they're doing too much. Yes. Maybe James Wan had a lot on his plate. Yeah. But because... I could actually follow everything, but that means it was not that intricate. A lot going on, but not intricate. No, yeah. It was simple. Yes. But it was also like some parts were like draggy. Yeah, I guess so. Was there? It just felt like this... They're 
going all over the place just to come back at the, the ocean. I don't know. I can believe Jason Momoa is Aquaman, but also he didn't fit with the rest of the cast somewhat. Yeah. So if, if Yaya just has to keep up with Jason Momoa's acting, okay. it's well, good. It was well. done. Let's just have them two fight it out. Yeah. Forget the Seven Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, apparently there's like a Lost Kingdom that they got to find now. All right. So. Perfect. <laughs> Sticking with DC, still talking about fandom stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making a Batgirl movie, and we already know like some of the casting of that, some of the rumors and directors. But now we have uh, apparently who's playing the villain. Brendan Fraser is supposed to play the main villain, Firefly. Oh, I thought he was playing Encino Man. Who is that? You don't know Encino Man? <laughs> I know it is. I've never seen it, though. With Polly Shore? Yeah. I'm going to watch that again. Polly Shore, I can see him as a villain. The Weasel. Why does that? <laughs> That's his nickname, The Weasel. The Weasel? Was he already in Suicide Squad yeah. too? <laughs> So Brendan Fraser is going to be playing Firefly. Yes. And uh, I know this character from like video games and stuff like that, but he's like a classic Batman villain, like long ago. Oh, is he like the golden age maybe mm-hmm. and then brought up every once in a while? Yeah. What would you say? B tier, C tier? I'd say maybe. Maybe C tier. Maybe C tier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know him most from the Batman cartoon. Oh, really? Not the animated series. It's called just the Batman. It came out in like early aughts. Okay. I think I know what you're talking and about. They, I think the Firefly showed up with couple episodes of that show okay and i thought it was kind of cool firefly the character is like a disgruntled ex-firefighter yes who now uses fire um to like attack gotham an arsonist yeah right uh sounds like a fahrenheit 451 thing right that's maybe that's yeah. what fireman is mm-hmm. and also like um he he has like a jetpack or like wings or something so he could fly it's kind of cool i like that it's yeah. fun he uh <laughs> it's almost like a fire but in his back so he can fly with that and he's like bug themed right yeah somewhat like he's like he's like a flying pyro from the x-men right like he has like a flamethrower while he's flying in the air strange choice you think so for batgirl and also brendan fraser because like the casting was rumored to be like they're looking for a 50s to 60s older male right yeah and brendan fraser is that yes but also he has like a boyish face <laughs> i think he's like he's he can do action stuff in the past at least when yeah. he's younger like the mummy right mm-hmm. but almost every role he's like comedic if anything yeah. if anything even serious happens in his role it's, it's still comedic that's true i saw him recently in a I forgot what it was, but it was a Don Cheadle HBO movie, I think. Treasures of the Jungle. Exactly. No, not that. Um, and it's like a movie about some serious gangsters, but he was still kind of funny in it. So. Oh, okay. But he's the main villain now? He's playing a villain, but also like because it's like a C-tier villain. Yeah. Makes me believe for this movie anyway, that Batgirl is not like an A-list hero yet. Okay. Do you think it's like Batgirl year one? I know it's a pretty good in comic. In a way like that. Yeah. But, but also like not with the assets that Bruce Wayne has. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Batman's busy dealing with bigger villains. She's going to try to take down Firefly with her makeshift stuff. Know-how, whatever she learned from her father, mm-hmm. just because she is the commissioner's daughter. Yeah. I think that would be kind of cool. I think... I like the idea if she doesn't even have Batman's like approval yet like she's just right. taking up the 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 cowl on her own and she probably maybe, doesn't even know who Batman is even not even met yeah she just sees someone doing something she wants to help yes I like that I mean that's kind of her character she's inspired to be a hero right mm-hmm. from a cop's daughter um Leslie Grace we don't know that much about her right the, the, no. the actress for I the really role. don't I haven't seen In the Heights is that the movie yeah I haven't seen it yet me neither um <laughs> is she in is she the one in in West Side Story? I don't know. I don't know anything about these movies. Okay. <laughs> is this is Batgirl going to be a musical? <laughs> well, that's why they hired Brendan Fraser. You think, right? 
Um, the directors also said that it is a Batgirl movie, but Batman will be in it. Right. Uh, he will be featured on the back of a Lambo in a quick cutscene. Remember in Suicide, <laughs> Suicide Squad? Squad? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, they say he's really going to be in it. Yeah. And he'll have a lot of presence in it. And it won't just be like talked about or something like he's actually in it. In the universe. In the universe. Involved. And he'll appear and talk to us, be part of the, the story. But which Batman are we getting? I don't know yet. Um, you made a point that it is J.K. Simmons is playing her father or the commissioner. Yeah, that's that's what they say. So J.K. Simmons was in the Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah. So signs points him, but also he keeps getting roped into these movies, Ben Affleck. Like mm-hmm. he said he was done with the character and then he's going to be in Flash. And then, I, does Flash change everything though, continuity wise? And maybe a different Batman, different Bruce Wayne is now Batman. It's just all mashed together. Yeah. Like Flash changes the past and now, you know, Ben Affleck is no longer Batman and maybe there's a different Batman. Maybe, maybe Michael Keane is Bruce Wayne and he's older and now we have a younger not Bruce Wayne Batman. That could work. Um, so weird. Uh, maybe the, the the rewriting that Flash does spurs the reason like Batgirl was not a character up to now. Maybe she just yeah. is a character now and has been fighting crime a bit. It's crazy. That sounds like a mess. Like worse than the Spider-Man stuff. Like I don't like yeah. this. Just cancel this movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, no, I was, I'm just kidding. I want to see it, but I'm not like, super excited for it. Um, I, I hope it's, it's, they have a great story to it and they're not just trying to buy into a different market. Like, you know, girls that could get into superheroes. Did you like, um, Birds of Prey? I kind of liked it. Yeah. I expected it to be that level Okay. Of quality, maybe humor and action. Same writer, right? So. Yeah. Uh, well, which I did like Birds of Prey. So yeah. maybe I will like it a lot. So, but I'm not expecting a big movie. Yeah, right. Um. I like Brendan Fraser. I mean, back to the main story. I like him in Doom Patrol when he's playing a robot. Well, you don't see him at all. You don't see him at all. I love George of the Jungle. I've seen those movies <laughs> multiple times. Oh, man. I want to watch Encino Man again. I've never seen that one. Maybe you that's, watch that's it. on the list. Okay. He barely speaks in it. Polly Shore is kind of annoying. No. Yeah. He's good. I'll skip that. He's annoying, yes, but he's good. <laughs> annoying funny. Do you know what Encino Man is about? Yeah. It's um basically he's like Randall Savage, right? He's... <laughs> Yes. He got, he's a caveman that uh, comes back. Yeah, they dig him up out of the ground and he was frozen underground. Oh, okay. oh it's like Austin Powers. He's frozen for a long time. Yeah. Oh, and then okay. now he's learning to live in the 90s. Encino. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, switch it over to Marvel. They also announced like a bunch of movies that were getting delayed. Yeah. And then like new potential projects. Like they gave the time frame, but not what those movies could be. Yes. Yes. Like untitled projects that were on the calendar. Yeah. We were guessing like Fantastic Four or Blade or something like that. Yeah. Something that was rumored, but not yet announced fully. Yeah. Um, another rumor that's coming out is that Marvel is planning to develop a Thunderbolt style movie. I like the idea. I think there was already a lot of signs saying it was going to happen. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. Baron Zemo is featured in Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. He, he leads the team. So is um, Val comes in and recruits uh, fake Captain America. Yes. We know that she already uh, recruited Elena Belova. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I tr- truly believe they're doing something with Thunderbolts or that style of team. Yeah. Of like these not heroes put together to be here 
heroes. Anti-heroes is the word you're looking for. No, I'm not going to say it. Um, I don't like, so far, the cast that they potentially have. Why? You don't like the, the, the actors themselves? It just seems a mishmash of characters. Hmm. Which I guess that's kind of the idea with Avengers also. Yeah, but, exactly. They're kind of less likable, which yeah. is also the point. I guess that's the point. Uh, I want them to play around with the Baron Zemo character a bit. I don't want him in it. You don't want him in it? He's, he's Citizen V, the, the main guy who's supposed to lead them. Yeah, I don't like that. You don't have to do that. Like, he feels very much just a villain, right? Whereas um, John Walker, Yelena Belova, they're like good intention, but were put into like bad positions to be bad guys. So like, I feel like they're still toe the line of hero kind of bad guy. I know what you're saying. I think that's perfect for it though, because he would be the main guy that leads them. And I think he knows more, like he's more entwined maybe with Val and um, whoever is leading them or making this task force together. Cause it is kind of a, a play on the suicide squad stuff, sure. right? It's yeah. already like a copy of that. I could see him and then come to reveal down the line that he, he's been using them too. Okay. I like that idea. Mm, okay, I guess if that's how the story's going to go. I think it's interesting. And they make him likable in the, the TV show. Yeah, I like him a lot, but just keep he him a villain. Dance. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he's a villain. I like how he's a villain. You can't trust him. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I, think, I think that's a story. Okay. I think uh, they do form this team yeah. of like what you call anti-heroes. Mm-hmm. And because he can't really be Captain America, the leader of the Avengers, the leader of the Thunderbolts, I think should be Winter Soldier. Interesting. Why? He already he because he was like used to be a villain. Now he's a hero. Yeah, uh, he could be like their. Uh, he's basically Rick an Avenger. Flag. Yeah, he's an Avenger, but like he's at the bottom of the list. <laughs> he's called in last. Like if there's some controversy and we have to not trust somebody, we're not trusting Bucky Barnes. <laughs> there's a whole movie based on that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I could see him kind of being thrown into like this group mm. of like uh, you know pseudo heroes, not really heroes. Right. Right. And maybe you know he still feels like he needs to redeem all the stuff he's done so he's like in charge of this group and maybe the other Avengers don't know that he's doing this that could be the case but I see him still coming back for Captain America 4 oh yeah I see him part of that being a big part of that if he's a part of the other team, do you, both? do you think the Thunderbolts could be the bad guys of Captain America 4? Like a whole team against Sam Wilson? Was that too much? Well, I mean, what are we doing when we're making Thunderbolts? Are we making a bad guy group or are we making a good guy group? Ah, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I always picture them as doing good guy stuff. But they're bad in, guys. In the, back, in, in the news. It looks like it's good, but there's actually like, yeah. bad stuff going on. Okay. So what's Captain America versus the Thunderbolts? That's the idea? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Let's say, let's say uh, we have your pick Zemo. And uh, U.S. agent and Yelena Belova. What other characters do we know are coming or we've already seen that you want on this team? The big one for me that I want on the team is Red Hulk. Oh God! I okay. want I want William Hurt to play you know the regular uh, Thunderbolt Rosk. Mm-hmm. His, his name's Thunderbolt. So yeah, that, it's sense. named after him. Exactly. Um, in and the then, comics, it's named after him. In the comic books, and then uh, a CG Red Hulk played by him too. I guess uh, you know anima- uh, CG version of him. You really want that? I do. Yeah. I think he he fits the role of a Hulk you don't want to like. But what about um, Abomination? Because that was my guess, and that's what's going on with Wong in the background of Shang Chi. Oh, right. That you know they're teaming up because he's training him or getting him ready to be part of this team. Okay, so you think um, maybe uh, you think uh, Ross is still involved in that and asked Wong for help or what, or just that because he maybe. went to some type of prison. I thought he was just hanging out there in that prison. Abomination. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone in there is going to be part of the Thunderbolts, and maybe yeah, maybe. Wong is like him and, and 
and uh, Thunderbolt Ross are like working together. Interesting. Yeah, I know. In like Spider Man, he like goes on his own trip, right? In that little cutscene in the, in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, leaves. Right. So maybe he secretly doing something. Wong Doctor is Strange doing know. something in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, he didn't even pull in Shang Chi at a certain point, so it's like. Right, but that was about the Ten Rings. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's forming some kind of deadly class. <laughs> I think his name in that uh, TV show is like Professor Wong, I think. Yeah. <laughs> his last name in real life is Wong. Is it? Oh my <laughs> his name gosh. Is Benedict Wong. That's so weird. <laughs> it all connects. Yeah. Are there any other characters you think would be fitting for this team? Uh, who else is there? Do you have anyone in mind? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like Echo or something like that? Or Okay. Um, I know in, in uh, She-Hulk, the villain's going to be Titana. Oh, right. Maybe she'll be able to work into this team somehow. I like that actress. I remember her from A Good Place, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, Bullseye? But from what? Yeah. We're we getting Daredevil, right? Aren't we? Are we? <laughs> I don't know. It's still not... You promised uh but he i think he's a thunderbolts character yeah i know he's under spider-man but and like right. sony thing is like their own thing but like what about vulture or something like that okay mate i uh, that might work can we have other symbiotes like uh, the other oh. venom that would be interesting you know the um who, who's that who's that character riot the um the other venom the the one oh, that flash thompson's venom he, flash thompson's venom that'd be interesting i think i think he might he's not necessarily hero all the time i guess yeah yeah, but I think still think Sony, mm-hmm. though they share Spider-Man, they don't want to share all the other stuff. They don't want to play ball like that. No. Okay. They need an easy out. Ah. <laughs> uh. I, th- I think we're going to get Red Hulk. I think that's probably... It's got to happen, I think. Because we're bringing him back for Black Widow for the quick scene, and they mentioned like his heart problem. I think that's because we're, they're experimenting on him. Remember that? Yeah. So I think we're going to get Red Hulk. If you think about it, he might be like the Marvel character that's been in a Marvel movie the earliest in the MCU. Because like, Edward Norton didn't really come back, right? And yeah, but that Tony was Stark. before... Was that, was Iron, Iron Man, Man was before Incredible Hulk. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I'm wrong there. Because Tony Stark appears at the end of Incredible Hulk. You're right, you're right. Okay. I thought it, I thought it was William Hurt. Incredible okay. Hulk technically is the second MCU movie, even though that was not made by Sony. And the I mean actor, not made by Marvel. And the the actor did not come back. Yeah, that was yeah. made by Universal. And they still can they still not do a Hulk movie technically? I think Universal still? still holds the rights to it. Wow. Yeah. That's why he's only in like Avengers movies or a Thor movie. You can't have a Hulk movie. They can't have a movie titled Hulk Incredible and, Hulk. And featuring like him as the main character yet. Interesting. Wow. Unless they cut a deal with Universal. Maybe they should do that. I don't know. They, they would craft the bed on that again. There's a, I forgot who owned it, but like uh, Daredevil. I think Universal also owned the rights to like Daredevil back back in the day. Oh, did they? Like they made the Ben Affleck one, I think. Oh, okay. And then then they didn't make another one. And then Marvel's like their contract was gonna end for Daredevil Universal. Right. Okay. And that's how Marvel got it back. But then they made it propose a deal with Universal and be like, you can keep using Daredevil, just give us back Hulk. And they're like, no, no. <laughs> what did they do with it? now do they just want do they get a cut of it's, every time he's used or what maybe and it's also kind of like i know you want this so i'm not gonna give it up even though i'm not using it it's like uh kids on the playground not sharing yeah. their toys pretty much yeah okay that's that's lame that's uh a, i get it yeah 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 all right play ball like sony and spider-man do something with that make a hulk universe make a hulk universe <laughs> make a whole planet of hulk oh interesting yeah. interesting right. <laughs> <laughs> now you're onto something um you know who else i think could fit in the thunderbolt Let's hear it. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> the actor Bill Murray. He is a Ghostbuster. But we have to see him in a mo- in an MC mo- movie first. Of course. So they're going to put him in Ant-Man 3. It all fits. It all works out. <laughs> 
now these are all rumors that Bill Murray is going to be in Quantumania, yeah. Ant-Man 3. Undisclosed role yet. Undisclosed role, okay. Yeah, so we don't know who's playing it. I like Bill Murray. Do you? I mean, oh, I love Bill Murray. Okay, I'd say I like him. I don't, I don't know if I love him. He's not one of my favorite comedic I'll say that comedic I love actors. him. Yeah? Yeah. From what were your favorite Bill Murray movies? I mean, Ghostbusters. Um, is that it? No, there's a, the movie he had with Harold Ramis where he's infiltrating the Russians. No idea. Never heard it. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot what it's called, but that's a great movie. There are some movies of his that I don't find. Like, isn't he in Caddyshack? I don't like that that much. I like Kingpin a lot. Okay, Kingpin. I love Kingpin. Yeah. That showed up on Comedy Central like monthly. <laughs> I watch it so many times. <laughs> um, Groundhog Day is great. It's okay to me. I don't know if I love it. Well, I, I, I didn't, really I didn't like grow it. up on it. That's why. I didn't grow up on it either, but like, I still enjoy watching it. Later on? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Ghostbusters. Uh, he shows up in Zombieland. Zombieland is really funny. Later yeah. in his career. Mm-hmm. He shows up in the second Zombieland too. Oh, does he? Yeah. I remember that. It's funny. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, apparently he's going to be in Ant-Man 3. Uh, my guess is similar to all these movies where he's like a cameo scene. He just showed up on set one day and he's in the movie. Yeah, because I don't think he's the kind of actor anymore that's like, I want to do a big action movie. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's like, I just want to get my MCU character out of here so they don't come to me anymore. You know? Yeah, because uh, Marvel and Disney, they're trying to get like all these really great actors. Absolutely. So yeah. they probably have been bugging Bill Murray for a while. That's funny. If it's, you know, as far as the landscape of MCU movies, mm-hmm. it's a funny property. And, yeah. You know, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. It, they're maybe the funniest MCU movies. He is an elderly comedic gentleman already. Statesman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what role could he play like he's well um michael douglas that's the guy's name yes Hank Pym. Hank they're Pym. like that era of age already right? same i think he's a bit older maybe yeah. even probably a bit older like, yeah what could he be playing he's got to be playing a character from that past right like from when hank pym was that man or something like that right uh that's my guess could there be some t- like is he a michelle pfeiffer's ex oh really that could so? be a case they, i could see them as a couple back in the day are they going to do some more retro cg stuff to de-age them and have some old scenes so I feel like they have to but yeah. the Hank Pym stuff I, I could see him being like a, a rich guy from the past like a Howard Stark type okay alright just because alright uh, is there a kid could be some type of spoof with like ghost because the last movie had a ghost character he's oh, a ghost, ghost buster. buster maybe he's just he a joke thing caught ghost because she's like on the run still okay that could be funny <laughs> um could he just be related to Scott Lang like a father or oh, something maybe that could be the case mm-hmm. right maybe that's why he's funny too with the, the yeah. Scott Lang character I feel like he could really pretty much play any character. Like, yeah, there's some more familiar stuff. I feel like they recasted the daughter character, so maybe there's more family stuff involved. Sure, yeah, yeah. I have no idea really who he's playing. Like, Bill Murray is the type of actor that if you get him, you just make a new role if you have to. That's funny, really. Even yeah. if it's just for a joke. Even if it's just for a joke. Even if it's for one scene, you you're willing to do it for Bill Murray. That's interesting. He's such a figure. I don't know if I've bought in as much as everyone else. I love him in all the Wes Anderson movies that he's in. Oh, Oh, okay. All yeah, right. They're great. Those are pretty funny. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums, right? Is he in there? He's in Royal Tenenbaums. He's funny. in... Uh, his biggest one was like Life Aquatic. Didn't like that one. What about Rushmore? I love Rushmore. Oh, Rushmore. He's okay. great. That's Rushmore. great. That's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just rumored thing. Bill Murray's going to be... Possibly be in Ant-Man 3. Yeah. I have no idea what it is yet. I. You're not excited for this movie? I am getting more and more excited for it. I know it's going to have big stakes. Bigger than anything Ant-Man related. Kang is going to be in it. Right. He's Jonathan Majors yeah. is coming back and i think we're getting a different kang right or what if bill murray is kang that'd be cool <laughs> 
of a different universe. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, because I mean, we get different versions of him, right? Maybe he's like the the uh, ancient Egyptian Rabatut Kang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for this movie. Adding Bill Murray only makes me more excited. I think it's gonna be funnier now. It's gonna be a ways away still. I think like 2024, 2023, maybe. All right. Yeah. But... They're they're just rolling out these movies though. I know they're delaying them, but they're just over the horizon. They're coming soon. It's called Ant Man Quantum Mania or Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, right? Yes. So it's a very weird long subtitle word. And I saw a logo that supposedly leaked. Like it looked like a photo of an image on a computer or something like that, right? Okay, screenshot. Or yeah. Something. So the Ant Man and Wasp was like regular how it always looks, right? Yes. But then Quantum Mania was like is almost like drawn on with like a protractor or something like. Uh, a compass okay. like it looked like all these weird shapes spelling out quantum mania interesting all right but the shapes look very like the style that marvel has been using lately with like um with eternals and uh, loki oh. like these weird almost hieroglyphic looking designs golden type of gleaming yeah. feel and it's like very i don't know symmetrically looking stuff all right yeah so that's how quantum mania was spelled out so there's that there's I don't that know. you're I, just you're just saying it's all connected they're all going the, for this aesthetic this phase coming out yeah. right it's they're not pulling the avatar papyrus fonts is what you're saying right yeah yeah. It's all thought process to all this. Everything's connected. Okay. Yeah. I like that. What if Bill Murray is playing like some kind of like, uh, what do you call them? The big entities in Marvel. Celestials. Yeah. Or like uh, even bigger than that. Isn't there like one called like the, I forgot what he's called, where he looks like space. You're like a Eternity? I think Eternity a or something like that? Yeah. Like, or like, like the Royal Tribunal? Yeah. What is oh. like, something like that. <laughs> like something like a big figure, like it's just yeah. like a big head in the sky. Mm-hmm. What is Dormammu? <laughs> we already got that already. <laughs> yeah, what if he's like Galactus? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think I think we we uh we got it. We we figured it out. Got We're it. on the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if he's silver surfer? Even better. <laughs> Everyone wants to see Bill Murray. <laughs> I don't care who he plays, just put him in the movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's it for the news. Guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on all uh podcast platforms. Let us know your favorite Bill Murray movie on all our social medias. You can find us at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. I think mine is Rushmore. It's Rushmore mm. or, or not Ghostbusters? Ghost- I was gonna say it's Rushmore or Ghostbusters. Yeah. But if I really had to choose as a Bill Murray movie, yeah. Oh, it's still tough. Mine mine is Rushmore. I like Rushmore. I like Rushmore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Ghostbusters is classic. That came out when you were like, did you watch in the theater? No. Oh, I was wow. still a little little kid when it came out. Yeah, I know, but uh, our parents didn't care. Honestly, about... it might have came out before I was born. Oh, okay. Like a year before I was born. Our parents never cared cared about ratings. Like you watch Jurassic Park when you're like five, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, they yeah, never cared care. about that. Rated R for everybody. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get into the movie. Uh, let's get into the comic book based on the movie that's coming out this week, The Eternals. <laughs> I was looking back Mm -hmm. and I was thinking this year, 2021, may be the best year for MCU movies given the circumstances of last year. (laughs) Yeah. And considering how everything went down, I'd say so. So we got Black Widow, um, Shang-Chi. We're going to get Eternals this week and then Spider-Man No Way Home at the end of the year. Is that Christmas? Yeah, it's like end of the year, middle of December, I think. Middle of December. Okay. And all of the limited series that came out during the year. Yeah. So pretty good year, I think, for MCU. Uh, I was going to go back each year and see if those years were better and you tell me if they're better. All right, let's hear it. 2019, because nothing 2020. <laughs> All right, yeah. 2019 had uh, first Captain Marvel and then Endgame and then Spider-Man Far From Home. Is that year better? <laughs> 
Wow. It's kind of maybe better. <laughs> Endgame is maybe the only thing that like bring it questionably over. What do you think? Yeah. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, Black Widow. Is that a uh, ding? Wash. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. Okay. Okay. 2018 had Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Infinity War. Yes. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is that I, year better? I think that year's better. Yeah. Black Panther is very good. And if, then Infinity War. Infinity War is very good. 2017 had Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, and then Thor Ragnarok. Oh, that might be even better. Really? Even though they're not as big stakes as Infinity War. As a whole, you think they're better? Yeah. What about 2016? Only had... We're going back to the years now where only like one or two movies came out. Yeah. What? The quiet years. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, Captain America Civil War and then Doctor Strange that was 2016 okay Civil War is great Doctor Strange I don't know if it lived up to my expectations okay uh, 2015 going back now Age of Ultron and Ant-Man no, no. Uh, 2014 Winter Soldier and First Guardians movie pretty good year for a two year two movie year okay what about this year though 2013 Iron Man 3 and Thor the Dark World <laughs> <laughs> both people like both those movies people don't like but I yeah. kind of like both okay uh, I don't think any of the previous years is gonna win because we're reaching the point where like it's just two movies a year okay yeah what so, would you pick 20s uh the the thor ragnarok year or infinity war year i think i'm gonna go with 2018 which had black panther infinity war and uh ant-man and the wasp i'm going with the year before year before 2017 guardians 2 spider-man homecoming and thor ragnarok yeah really i think so infinity war yeah and, and black, black panther, panther but i like those the three great movies i think okay well we haven't seen all the movies this year so black widow shang Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man: No Way Home. Could this could be the year? Yes, No Way Home. It's a it's a big swing. Yeah, is it a swing and a home run or a swing and a miss? Uh, well, Spider-Man's known for swinging, so exactly. Wow, <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> but don't sleep on Eternals. Yes. Um, from what I've heard, it's also a big swing. It's like almost like the least MCU-like MCU movie. Oh, really? That's what I hear. Yeah. I don't really know much about the Eternals. Yeah, they've been here all along. Reading uh, this book that we're doing today, which is, uh, I think, Volume 2, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like... Um, it's like the second part of Volume 2. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah. Because yeah. the first volume was, back in the day, made by Jack Kirby. Yes, it's a, it was a big deal. Um, what was the history about that? Do you know what it was? I think the history was... Jack Kirby, I, I could be wrong, but he wanted to do this, but then he went to DC and did New Gods. I think it was the other way around. Like, okay, he started off. Confused. He started off with Marvel, right? Yeah, making Spider like the early stuff, and then he went to DC just to switch things up and have a different, you know, like uh, more stake in it. Yeah, and then he went back to Marvel, but that left him with New Gods ending abruptly. So he decided, okay, I'll just do a story that's yeah, kind of similar. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to do New Gods over DC. Yeah, and then went here and wanted to do something similar but couldn't so he just made Eternals I guess so yeah and I think it also did not finish all the way yeah a second time <laughs> so they're making a movie yeah uh, <laughs> Eternals just to break it down if you don't know there's like these big godlike entities the celestials yes gigantic they come down to like primitive earth and they're like we're gonna take the specimens of this planet which is humans mm -hmm. we're gonna experiment on them and make two different other types one called the deviants which were more monstrous right e right right and then one called the eternals which we're gonna give them superpowers make them cool yeah. good looking mm -hmm. not monstrous yeah yeah uh, so they did that and now the eternals kind of like protect the humans 
demons from the deviants or something like that. They're like the guardians for the humans. Yeah. And I, I guess just they're just tasked with that, mm-hmm. whatever comes at them. Uh, but then something happens. They're, they've been on Earth since that time all the way to now, right? I, did they say it in like the trailer? It was like 7,000 years ago, I think. Something like that. They're yeah. like literally like Egyptian time they're around. They've been here. Ancient times, yeah. Yes. Um, but then something happens where they get amnesia. Right. Forget everything. They don't know that they're not humans. They're Eternals. They forget all of their power sets or even their lives before. Yeah. So now in this book, it's about uh, getting them back to remembering who they are. And one of them that remembers who they are in the book is Icarus. Yes. It's pretty much like they're Captain America, I guess. I don't know. I think there's like he's like the Superman, actually. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Flying and... I'm trying to keep it in Marvel, but okay. <laughs> I think he's been... I think they literally in the trailer call him Superman. Something like that, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, he's got laser beams in his he eyes. Fly. He can fly. Uh-huh. So that's where this book starts off. It is written by father-son duo Daniel... I don't know. Knopf? I think it's probably his last name. Is it... Uh, Knopf? Knopf. Because <laughs> it's K-N. Yeah, so you always pronounce the K, right? <laughs> what? It's a name. It's different roles, right? <laughs> Knife? <laughs> It's a knife. Uh, Daniel and then his son Charles Knopf, or Knopf. I don't know how you pronounce it. All right. Um, he wrote it. They're actually, he's the dad is actually more of a screenwriter for like television oh, wow. movies. I wonder if they, he had any hand in the Eternals movie. Maybe. Maybe some like advising. Yeah, maybe. Um, but his most known work, uh, do you know the show Spartacus Blood and Sand? I think it's like a Showtime series or something like that. It's like just, uh, is it like Rome almost? Like that, something that like TV that, show? More nudity. More? <laughs> I think so. All right. How can, uh, you, how can you be more nude when anyone's already nude? <laughs> <laughs> he worked on that. He also worked on the NBC series The Blacklist. Oh. Yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> the uh, the Lizard King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's worked on that and then the artwork is written or drawn by an uh, artist Daniel I also don't know how to pronounce the last name because it has like a squiggly on top of one of the letters oh boy Acuna Acuna Matata <laughs> Daniel Acuna it's A-C-U and then squiggly line over the N A Acuna Acuna uh, that's uh, my guess okay he lives that's in Spain try. so whatever how you pronounce it that way ask him mm-hmm. he's done a lot of work uh, for Marvel doing work with X-Men, um, New Avengers, Black Widow, uh, even uh, Black Panther and like Doctor Strange. Okay. So he's pretty much all over Marvel, but he's also worked for DC for the um, Mark Wade run of Flash. He was working on that. Oh. And the Jeff Johns run of Green Lantern. Impressive. Wow. Yeah. So he's kind of like used by the big guys. Yeah. Well, I, I love his artwork. Yeah. The book, uh, the Eternals book we're doing, the artwork's very good. I think so. I think it might, I like, might be the best part of it for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, we're only going to do the first four issues of this volume. Yeah. Because I don't want to ruin the end in case it ruins the movie. Sure, okay. We'll yeah. leave you suspenseful. But I will say, like, I think the this book has some pretty significant differences from the movie. You think so? Yeah, like, characters are different a little bit. I think there's different uh, relationships. And how they're portrayed, even. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. At this time, like I said, most Eternals don't know that they're Eternals. They're all over the world, but they're, like, they just think they're regular humans. I'm not sure how many their total are, mm-hmm. but I think there's, like, 40, I'd say. I don't know. That's, like, that's my guess. Yeah. And only some of them do know who 
they are currently at the start of the book. Right. And even within the Eternals that know that they're Eternals, there's like a power divide. A split. Yes. sides. There is uh, Icarus, who is played by, what's his name? Rob Stark? Yes, it yeah. is. In the movies. The main guy in the movies. Yeah. Right? Uh, he's super blonde guy, though, in the comics. I think it came out in like the 70s, right? The, 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 the comics, maybe. Yeah. So it's like, that's what men look like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Long, long hair, like a surfer guy. Uh, it's him, right? And he is on a mission to find all the other Eternals and get him on his side because there's another Eternal who is, quote unquote, like the bad Eternal, but not a deviant. No. But like, just like he wants, he thinks Icarus and his crew are not worthy or whatever. Yes. This guy's name is Druig. He, you know, he's the bad guy because he has like glowing red eyes. Yeah. And a mustache. <laughs> he looks like Dracula. Yeah. Right. Um, so he is forming his team of like, like, I don't want to connect it back to Beast Wars, but oh, it's like Beast Wars. To? All right. Because <laughs> Beast Wars had two groups, right? Yeah. Good and bad guys. And they're, every time like a new one would show up, they try to recruit them on their side. Right. right. Okay. So this is what they're doing now. Like they're trying to find all these quote unquote sleeping Eternals that don't know their Eternals yet and give them back their memories and be like, come on, join us. So that we could, like, you know, be in control of the all the other Eternals. Our side can be stronger. Yeah. Uh, we're, it's proposed that Icarus is the good side, you know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all part of the even bigger genre good side, the Eternals. Yes. Yeah. There's not that many deviants that show up in this. I don't know if there are any. No, they're kind of just like the hidden background evil. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Celestials, these are the big god-like entities. They're like, they tower over buildings, right? They're almost like planet size sometimes. I think they vary in size like they'll change if they want to yeah and they could be planet size yeah they're like galactus level right? yeah right um even with them them their group there's conflict because then one of them just like appears on earth wow and he's literally standing atop like the golden gate like he's towering over the golden gate so this gigantic statue maybe bigger than the statue of liberty is mm. just standing there still He's like all gold and he's called the dreaming celestial. Right. Because he's not moving at all. He's asleep. Yeah. He's asleep. Right. And like the world knows this. There's a giant godlike being just standing in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. Almost alien day. type thing. It's like what happens in Arrival. Like big right. thing. And then um, there's one. Usually the, the leader of the Eternals, his name is Ajax. Right? Oh, right. Now in the comics, he's a male. But I think in the movie, it's Selma Hayek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he usually is the one that can speak to the celestials on behalf of the Eternals. He's like the leader of the Eternals and like the connecting to the sentients. The Celestials. I was going to say Sentinels. <laughs> Sentinels. They, he's like the communication. He's the mouthpiece for the Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's not him anymore. They've chosen someone else. They have chosen someone else. Makari. Okay. And this is like the speedster Eternal. Right. Like he, the Flash mm-hmm. and the Quicksilver. And it's kind of strange that they pick him to communicate with. Right. He's like not a leader type. No, not at all. Right. Uh, he's also dating or in a relationship with another Eternal named Cersei. Right. She's played by Gemma Chan in the movie. Yeah. Again, I think the relationships in the movie are different from the comic book. Right, right. Like love relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And then Thena and Icarus, they're like teaming up. Their job is they want to find more sleeping Eternals, right? Yes. And they're trying to keep it under wraps. They're like wearing regular human clothes to be kind of hidden in plain right. sight. They don't want Druig to know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And also, because this dreaming celestial has showed up, it has attracted this alien army called the Horde. All right. And they're going to Earth to attack Earth. To devour it. Yeah. And it, it's 
something like, hey, we need to wake up all these Eternals so that way when the Horde gets here, we can defeat them. Right. right. Make sure they know that they have powers and fight off these like insectoid type aliens that are trying yeah. to eat everything. Yeah. Um, and they know this threat is coming. It's on the way. So like their, their time is limited to wake up these Eternals. The clock is ticking. And the way Icarus and Thena want to do it is like slowly, like don't just rush of memories when they find out a new Eternal. Oh, I see. Like have them slowly remember who they are, remember who we are, and get them back to where we need them to be slowly so that they're not just not a, forced to do it. It's not a shock. Right. It's like they could come to their consciousness and they'll be happy to join the team. Whereas Druig, the other Eternal guy, the leader of the other side of the Eternals, he's just like, when I find one, I'm just going to brainwash him, make him think he's with us, so that way we can just use their powers too. Maybe bust their head open and yeah. like just I don't wake care them up. How, yeah, just shock them into believing me. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's where we are now. Uh, Makari is talking to like the dream god, celestial god yeah. guy, and they're using him to like find more Eternals, right? So it's like searching the globe and it's filtering out who could be an Eternal. And it's like, who is like above regular human powers, right? So we get to see a bunch of Marvel characters. Just a little quick shots, just detailing who has superpowers that could possibly be Eternal. You see like Thanos even, or Spider-Man, Daredevil, all like a lot of Marvel characters. Right. And they're like, are these Eternals? No, they're not. They're just better than humans. Right. (laughs) So they're still searching. But uh, Cersei, right? She is in love with Makari. When Makari talks to Cersei, he's like unconscious. Dream state. He's in a dream state. And she fears like every time he does this, it's like he's becoming more and more like lost into it. It's taken a bit away from him, his his life force. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, Druig now is he has like this whole army with him. I guess he's like built up his own country almost. Yeah, like a, like a Doctor Doom. Right. It's it, right. it is very Soviet Union type country, kind of Russian. His powers is almost like mind control. So he's taking over some humans too. Right. Just to use them. Right. Yes. And apparently they found another like sleeping eternal. And this person is like a reverend almost in Louisiana. Yes. Um, he's like given a sermon to his congregation and he's very good with his words. It And also you get a feel that he's even as a reverend, he's not the most righteous character. No, like cause like he's like eyeing the women in the, the church. Right? right. And then at the end of the mass, he goes out and he's like drinking by himself in the back. Yeah. And then one of the women kind of like approaches him and he like seduces her <laughs> pretty like abruptly pretty fast he's like even like drinking at this moment when out of nowhere arrives druig um kind of sinister flying close and the reverend he's scared like wh- this guy's floating like he's yeah. dracula they even call him like this it's the devil right, right. <laughs> terrified because he looks menacing and then druid just grabs him by the neck and yells at him remember who you are legba yeah he's one of the eternals right yes but before, like, like right when he like awakens him, mm-hmm. arrive Thena and Icarus, and they're in like their superhero costume now because they're trying to save this guy too, like get him to join them. Right. But he's already kind of like awakened by Druig and joins him. A bit brainwashed already. Right. And now there's this whole battle. Their Druig's costume like forms around him, like it's almost like armor now. Yeah, it's pretty sweet how like it affects like just show up where whatever he's wearing is on top. Honestly, it kind of looks like Iron Man. Like oh. it's all red armor around him. Little bit, bit of glowing stuff going on. And they're fighting, but Druig knows how to kind of like get him off him because inside their car that they arrive in, yes. 
is actually Tina's son. She has like a little boy. Little Joey is yeah, in the Joey. car. <laughs> so Druig like uses his powers to push the car into the lake. To threaten uh, Thena for her own son. Yeah. And so they have to jump, get out of there, uh, drop Druig and go save Joey in the car. And they save him. He's safe from drowning. He's like, what, like a five-year-old boy? Yes. But this gives a chance for Druig and to escape with uh, Legba. Interesting. So it looks like Joey is just like a regular human boy, even though he He's Thena's son. Right. Weird scenario there, maybe from before she regained her memories. We're now in San Francisco where that big celestial is just like chilling there, right? Right by Golden Gate. Yeah. And because he's there, like there's all these like humans that have formed uh, groups to like worship him, right? Yeah. And to him, he's like nothing. They're like ants to him, right? The God. Yes. But they're all worshiping him like, he has come to save us and all this and yada, yada. But then amongst them hiding is the eternal Ajax. Right. Remember him? He was the one that used to be the leader of the Eternals, but they have chosen like a new person to talk to in Makari. Yes. Ajak comes up and is angry at these puny mortals that are vaguely worshipping the... the sl- they, they see this as... He sees this as like an affront. Like, yeah, you should you not be doing this. You don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Right? And he is like getting really pissed off and like starts using his powers on them. And then this is when we see uh, a helicarrier. Mm-hmm. This is like a shield helicarrier. And at this point in the comics, leader of shield is not Nick Fury. It's not? It is Tony Stark. Right, Tony Stark, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think that was actually a right. comic book. Yeah. And his, like, connection to the Eternals is Cersei. Oh, okay. And she's he's talking to her and he's saying, like, what is really going on? Like, a Cersei showed up and there's all these people that don't know what's going on. Like, you have to tell me what the Eternals are doing uh, to protect the humans or whatever. One Otherwise, of, we'll have to step in. One of you guys even attacked, like, some random people right, right. by the Celestial. So mm-hmm. you're kind of in danger, uh, danger to the regular people yeah. of San Francisco. So Cersei's like, I know what we're doing and it's... It's kind of like, it's almost like beyond what humans can comprehend right Right, now. So it's like the best thing you could do is just stay out of our way. And he's Tony Stark. He's like, uh, I don't know if I'm okay with that. Right. right? He's he's in charge of the shield. So there's like a lot on his plate. And then we're back at where the Eternals kind of live. It's almost like Mount Olympus looking place. Yeah. It's actually called Olympia. Yeah. It looks like where Zeus hangs out. (laughs) It's kind of cool. Like they're like inspirations, maybe Greek, maybe even Egyptian that Mm -hmm. what the Eternals are like. Right. It's like bits of every ancient um, civilization almost. Right. So they were there the whole time. So they have a lot of inspirations right right and i guess they have found another like eternal Mm -hmm. that doesn't know he's an eternal he thinks he's just like some scientist doctor in germany but this is um photos i read as fastos fastos okay maybe it's fastos i I don't know that sounds cool to me so they're uh icarus and thena are like okay let's go get him before uh julie can get him because julie got the last one like yes so recruit him yeah but thena doesn't want to bring her son anymore right of course yeah almost got killed last time so she goes to her father who's like almost like this Odin type character right like the father figure for the Eternals this is Zuras yeah and she's like uh, I'm gonna leave my boy here just protect him okay like this is your grandson right mm-hmm. protect him and he's almost like imagine he's like literally like 70,000 years old or something like that yeah he's like yeah whatever dude just leave the boy whatever he almost brushes him off because he's like well he's not an Eternal he's just yeah. like a human does he really matter that much <laughs> he's just like more worried about the dog yeah. that he has like he's like worried about the dog's diet and yeah. stuff she's like well, I'm talking about my son stop talking about the dog who cares about him and then 
while they're now after this Fastos character, um, Druig has also found another character, another sleeping eternal. And it's the strong guy of the team, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, he's like really big, like kind of like a big wrestler. Right now he is in Brazil, apparently, like just in a circus, like strongman guy. Right. Um, and Gilgamesh has been just quiet there and he doesn't want anything to do with anybody pretty much. And then, so they're after those eternals. And yeah. then we see Makari, right? And he's like constantly going into like this meditative state to talk to the dream celestial about what's going on. Yeah. But Cersei is almost scared that he is, she's losing him and he's becoming like addicted to being in like this mental plane with the celestial. Like imagine he's talking to a god. Why would he even care about human stuff? Or eternal dream. It's like, yeah. it's like a drug almost when he's yeah. talking. It like, she even mentioned to Iron Man. So it's like, he knows about addiction. Right. It's like a conversation there. She's like, how do I know if someone I love is addicted? And then he even says like, if you think it, it's probably true. Oh man. So she's Serious. right. Like he, Makari is kind of like addicted to like leaving his body to talk to a celestial. You get the idea that like he's not getting a lot of time with Cersei and he's just always in the dream right. state. And this time he's learning about the celestials and what they've done like in the past. Like uh, I guess because Earth is not the only planet that they've tried this experiment on. I see. Right. And even within the celestials, there's a power struggle because their leader was, uh, I think it was like, it's like Aramish? Esherim? Esherim? Something I, like that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool names. That's yeah. very ancient. He's names. the red one with like the cylinder head. <laughs> I think we probably saw him in Guardians, like a certain point. One of them for sure. Yeah. And uh he was almost like just doing too much for these other planets. Like uh the experiments were going beyond what they're supposed to do. Yes, they they even have a boss that they, we don't really know who yeah. it is, but someone is in charge of even the celestials, one specific figure. So the gold one was like, You need to stop what you're doing, I'm taking over. Uh I need to I'll do whatever I have to do to like stop you from doing what you're doing right so then now they're fighting this is like in the past right yeah and imagine it's like Godzilla versus Kong like, <laughs> you see a shot from the ground and they're fighting 10 times higher than the buildings are they're just gigantic beings fighting each other and as this uh, golden one attacks the leader we come to realize it was like this whole plan against the other celestials like this it was all like a ploy or something right and all the other celestials team up against the golden one the dream god one yeah and they say like they couldn't kill me so instead they buried me and they like pretty much like sunk him beneath the mountains they turned him off and he's just like the statue now he's not moving at all right and in that's why state. that's why and when he appears in golden gate he's like kind of frozen yeah yeah um, meanwhile, Icarus and Thena have now shown up in Germany to try to wake up uh, Fastos. Yes. Right? And remember, like, their way of doing it is, like, a little slower, right? It's like therapy, the right. way they do it. They've shown up pretending to be, like, therapists or something to mm -hmm. question him. And she's just giving him questions about his life, right? And his memories. But then she keeps changing the question, which then causes him to get confused about his memories. Because they're not real memories. Right. They're just, like, implanted in his head somehow. He's amniac. amniac right yeah that's the word <laughs> yeah and he's like oh your name's fastos right she says it very quick right, right. just to brush it under and he's like my head is starting to hurt yeah can't just like get out oh well, did you have a pet as a child he's like yeah i had a cat he's like oh and what was your dog's name he's like it was well no wait i said cat 
And then, like, he's starting to get, like, a headache, realizing, like, I can't even really remember everything that is supposedly my memory. It's starting to fade away a bit. So they don't want to, like, rush him into remembering his eternal, so they leave, right? Mm -hmm. But it's already, like, planting in that he is not who he thinks he is. Okay, okay. That he's questioning everything right now. Right. Meanwhile, Ajax, remember, he is with, he's, like, the former leader, so he's with the good Eternals, but also kind of, like, jealous that he's not the leader anymore. He's almost like an offshoot. Like, he's not with either team it feels like he actually meets up with druig's like oh. general leader yeah because remember he like leads an army of humans there's like russian type people yeah and he blackmails him <laughs> right and he says like you work you work for me now uh-huh. right? <laughs> and he, he like threatens his family mm-hmm. like he puts them hypnotizes them in the state yeah and like, i'll kill them if you don't do what i say yeah and he's like uh who does uh druig know about that he's gonna go after and he realizes like oh they know about gilgamesh right and he's like okay instead don't go after him till i get to him first oh really yeah and it's a really cool scene because like he has the general's like family like frozen at the dinner table Mm -hmm. but as soon as he walks out the door they're like back to normal like oh dad welcome come have dinner dad's home yeah Yeah. have some that was a really cool scene it's i think it happens a lot in like movies right where you threaten the family it's very tense moments i can see that in the movie possibly So then he goes to Gilgamesh first and awakens him, makes him realize, dude, you're eternal and you're the strongest eternal. Right. Again, Ajax has this kind of hypnotizing power too. Right. He yells at Gilgamesh, the forgotten one is what he calls him. Right. And he injects visions of Icarus and Thena, but in like a demonic versions of them, like phase like they're, they're bad actually. Like he's yeah. trying to warp the, his view of them. He's pretty much saying like, all the eternals have like forgotten about you and they don't care about you. Yeah. All of them. So whenever you see an Eternal, uh, kill them. Just go berserk. Yeah. Attack them. He's done this because he knows Druig is going to go after him. Yes, right. So he leaves him there to be found by Druig later. So remember um, how Cersei was talking to Tony Stark and she was worried that Makari was becoming like addicted? Mm-hmm. She goes now to San Francisco and is at like literally like the feet of this golden celestial. Right. The sleeping celestial and she's barking at it. Yeah. It's like, why have you chosen Makari? Why are you using him? Um, he's not, she's worried like he's not strong enough to be this vessel. Right. To survive mm. what's happening to him. And the celestial is even like saying like, uh, you you wouldn't understand. This is beyond what you can even comprehend. It's so interesting. There's like levels to this stuff, right? Yeah. Like Eternals over humans and yeah. Celestials over Eternals. <laughs> right. There's a lot of levels. And she's like yelling at it. She's like starting to use her powers on it, right? Getting emotional. Right. And then um, the Celestial con- con- contacts Makari, who is like halfway around the world. Yes. And saying like, yo, check your girl <laughs> or I'm going to have to do something, right? And he's like, no, don't hurt her. It's like, well, you got like two seconds. <laughs> it's it's like automatic defense mechanisms in right. the Celestial. With like a wave of its finger, it could kill Siri. So now, so now Makari is like, no, don't hurt her. And he has to run around the world to stop her, right? And it's this cool shot of him literally like running through countries where just like a blur. And he's like destroying property as he's running so fast. All these buildings just running through it because he needs to get there as fast as possible. He gets there. He saves her like literally right before she's like destroyed by the celestial, like exploded, right? Last second. But it almost like used all his energy because he kind of like passes out. Yes. And then appears now is Iron Man with like the shield army behind him. And he's like, we said like if something happens and you don't take care of it, we're going to get involved. So now like we have to get involved. Yes. Cersei's kind of been in this uproar or it doesn't look great. We as like 
the shield have to do something about this. Right. Makari wakes up and he's like, like, you're an Avenger, whatever, but we're Eternals. So like, you can't do anything. <laughs> Just get out of our way. So funny. And it's literally like they're there one second and then vanish in a blink because he just grabs her and runs away. Right. With the super speed. Next comes Thena and Icarus and they pay a visit to the uh, Fastos again. And it's back in Germany and he does like car testing for these like super fast cars. Yeah. He's was, a scientist. It's pretty cool. Like concept cars. And she's trying to like wake him up. Right. Yes. But in their methods. Whereas Icarus is starting to be like, this is not working. We're running out of time. I know Druig is bad, but we should start using his methods of waking up these Eternals. Let me just smack him around a bit and yeah. wake him up. Remember who you are. <laughs> but like, she's like, no, we have to do it this way because the mind is like fragile or whatever. I see. And we know now that Druig and Legba have gone to Brazil to wake up Gilgamesh, right? right. That's their plan. Little did they know that he's already awakened by Ajax. We see Gilgamesh and he's like already in his costume, like a sil- eternal costume. Yeah, it looks it's pretty, cool. It's pretty badass. Yeah. And they show up in their car and he like picks up their car and just like throws it. The way he talks, he is like threatening these Eternals in front of him. Like you, you puny things. You don't understand. Like he, he feels betrayed by them almost. Yeah. He's left out. No one likes to be left out. Right. He wasn't waking last. Like he's like pick last on the dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. And he's the biggest one. He's the buffest one. He should yeah. be first pick. And then they, <laughs> they do this thing where like they form the ground around him to like encapsulate him. Yeah. Because they don't know what's going on. And they're like, okay, like he's stopped now, but we have to figure out what's going on. And he just like rips out of that. Super strong. The first thing he does is grab Druig by the neck and is just like choking him out. Remember, Druig is like this all-powerful leader, like yes. very intimidating. Yet Gilgamesh has him in a chokehold and he's like in shock. He almost like chokes him out and just tosses him at a tree. Taking down both Legba and Druig and they're just on the ground. There's this big wreck everywhere. Right. And Gilgamesh leaves because he's like, I beat these two Eternals. I'm going to go kill the other Eternals, right? Yeah. And Legba and Druig are like, <laughs> it's funny because they're like, on the ground, every bone is broken, and they're yes. talking to each other like, are you still alive? <laughs> like, yeah, but I can't move. <laughs> it's going to take a couple hours for me to regenerate my spine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because they're like very defeated right now. Totally. As, as they were like a page ago, like the ultimate enemy, and now they're like on the ground defeated. Rudely awakened by all this. Uh, so that was like a wreck they had to deal with with Gilgamesh right there yeah that's where we're gonna end it that's the first four issues Um, again I don't want to ruin the movie but I think it's pretty different from the movie there's a lot of different way they're organizing the characters maybe the main one like Icarus I think he's kind of probably similar yeah Um, but you said like a lot of them different maybe gender bend or the relationships are different yeah and how the comic book is ending here is like Gilgamesh is now gonna go after the rest of the Eternals to kill them he's like a bit brainwashed he's like this animal on the loose by Ajax, who's on the good side, but just jealous. Supposedly. He's not the leader anymore. Right. right. There's like a lot of stuff that's up in the air. Is Druid going to get enough forces to combat Icarus and the Horde is coming? Yeah. And what's the real plan of this golden celestial and what is he using Makari really for? Yeah. Is he, is, can a celestial lie? Like, is it lying to Makari? I think it's just not, he's not lying. He's just not telling him everything. Like the real goal that he's after. There, He's one of six celestials. So yeah. the other five might be the right, the, the good ones or something. And and like he, they used to talk to Ajax. Now he doesn't want to talk to Ajax. 
Ajax? Why is he talking to this other Eternal who's not really like their leader? Right. Maybe the other five are fine with talking to Ajax, but they're just not right. around. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen any deviants yet. Yes, they're a right. big part of the mythos. Mm-hmm. So it was a really cool comic. Um, I, I like how it introduced the Eternals, but uh, I also think like it's not ruining the movie. Maybe not. There's uh, maybe a lot to buy in for. Like you have to like learn the relationships and the characters, their their vibes. Mm-hmm. There's, it's a solo cast. Yeah, definitely. Just like the movie. It's like it's a whole team and yet they don't all get along. Yeah. 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 I like the idea of them waking up all these Eternals. Like they have to go find them and then give them their memories back. Slowly. It's actually yeah. like a very much like a mutant thing, like the X-Men sure. where they first get their powers. And uh, the next story, I think, features X-Men oh, right, right yeah. after this. So yeah. if you're interested in that, you know, uh, give reading. that a read. Keep, yeah. keep reading. Um, are you excited for the movie? I'm excited at getting a different flavor of Marvel movie. That's yeah. that's the note where I'm like, okay. I, it might not be the best Marvel movie, but I'm done for that. And um, But again, Eternals, it's not something I hold dear. Yeah. This is my first really foyer into Eternals oh, yeah? stuff. Yeah. I read the miniseries right before this that came out in 2006. Yeah, that was Neil Gaiman. Yeah. yeah. I consider it as doing that long time ago for the podcast but it's just kind of longer this this volume is like the direct sequel to that kind of yes yes yeah. it's actually where a lot of the characters here get their memory yeah there's a character in the movie and also in that book sprite yeah who's not really in this one but is like a big character for that one it, she was yeah 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 big all right character. cool that was uh the first four issues of the second volume of eternals of like the modern eternals yeah it's like godlike stuff yeah i uh, know it's it's Inspired by uh, yeah. a lot of Kirby's. Religion. I like how it also is in the Marvel universe. So yeah. like, they talk to Iron Man. They know about the X Men and stuff. So like, just like in the movie, it feels like they're they're referencing like Thanos and the Avengers and stuff. But they also don't interfere with them. I wonder if any of that, of that stuff is going to go down. Like, yeah. Are they going to interfere? Nick Fury. Also, like uh, in the movie, Black Knight is in it. So I wonder. Oh, yeah. Like, how does he fit in with the Eternals? Why was this the the movie to enter a brand new character when there's so many right. other characters that are introduced? Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. There's not enough Kumail in this book, though. Yeah. That's that's what's missing. <laughs> All right. That was internal. That was Eternals, not internals. Yeah. Right. Want to get to side stories? Let's do it. I have two things I want to talk about. All right. What you got? But I'll talk about one thing first because the second one I think we can both talk about. All right. Let's hear what you, you got to talk about. <laughs> the first thing, uh, we were talking about video games last time. Yeah. And how we have Game Pass and how I feel I'm not even using it as much as I should. It's a, it's a big deal, but it's almost like you can't make the most of it because there's too much. Yeah. It's like you can't watch everything on Netflix. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's almost like they have everything at your fingertips, but there's nothing to play or watch. <laughs> yeah. So I went out and I made sure to play a new game. And this game is called Rift Breaker. All right. So it's like Brick Break? It's like an RTS. If you've played uh, StarCraft. Yes. Okay. Similar to that, but also not exactly that. What does that mean? So it's like a game where you build a base and you it's like a top-down view. Okay. And I have to build uh, factories to make energy so I can build more bases and more stuff. So that means I have to build these things that um, dig up fuel or dig up elements that I need to convert to energy and I have to build this base but also there's like aliens attacking so I have to build defenses I have to build walls and perimeters and like turret guns and stuff like endless horde of yeah. aliens coming at yeah. you yeah cause like oh these factories make noise and that attracts them so like the more I build the more they attack the more I have to defend it oh 
it's a lot of spinning plates. It sounds like. Yeah, but okay. it, it's fun. I really like it. All right. Okay. And uh, you yourself are a character in the game, so you're not like a god mode where I like I just click and make stuff. I'm actually a character that I have to go move around. That walks around. Yeah. You're, okay. You don't just spawn these creatures. You're just no, a dude. Yeah. So I'm not like controlling an army or anything like that. I am one character inside a mech suit, like aliens. Okay. Yeah. It's yellow, and uh, <laughs> I have to go out and I have to get these materials. But also, when the alien creatures attack, I can go out and fight them too. And you're in danger. Okay. Yeah. So like, uh, not only do I upgrade stuff in my base, like the buildings and machines, I upgrade the suit that I'm wearing, so like I have better weapons when I fight these aliens. And you have uh, a gun type upgrade, meaning mm-hmm. like I have rocket launchers or a, a grenade launcher or shotgun or or a machine gun, right? In right. one hand. And the other hand is like uh, a melee attack. So like I can either have a slashing sword that slashes like wide or uh, a spear that's like only points one direction, but it, it'll hit everything far away. Different upgrades. Yeah. The different options different left and right. weapons, what I want to upgrade for me. And they're good for different kinds of uh, enemies. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot to choose. A lot. There's a huge uh, upgrade tree, which is like, you know. Like a like, skill tree? Skill tree kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where like I have to upgrade this and that'll give me three branches of weapons that I can upgrade which will lead to even more branches right so it definitely feels like a game where like um, it's called RTS so it's real time strategy meaning like uh, the time that's going is constantly moving and, uh, no uh, pausing really there's no pausing like you could pause but then you, all everything pause like your upgrades and machines will stop too right, okay I see what you're yeah. saying you're competing against the time. clock yeah. yeah and there's like day and night cycles and at night like like it's harder to see stuff. Uh-uh. There's weather conditions where like sometimes uh, even though I've built a wall around my base and the aliens can attack my stuff, there might be like a big hail storm and that'll still damage some buildings. So then I can't really protect against that. I just have to fix it once it's done. And just like slowly these problems arise as time goes on. Yeah. I figure out how to deal with it, right? And eventually, right, I'll run out of a certain material oh. in this area that I'm mining it from and the only way to make energy now is i have to take this other kind of material and convert that to energy meaning i have to now learn how to build this type of refinery a totally different one like there's one where like i'm taking like sludge and goo and turning that into clean water what which then i'm turning into hydro energy okay it's like a waterfall effect just to get to survive basically you're trying to survive survive the goal of the game is to build this final big what's called a rift station or something like that Mm. and that rift is essentially like a portal back to earth you're a human i'm a human i'm the only human on this planet it sounds like you're invading this alien planet and you're the bad guy i mean they're hostile because you've invaded their planet look they're they're in my way (laughs) (laughs) this is my planet you're staking the claim for earth i paid for game pass so get out of my way I paid, what was it, $15 a month for this <laughs> to invade your planet. I really like it. It's definitely like a time suck game. Like, Okay. Those are fun. You got to spend time on it. Yeah. But a lot of these games can be difficult to start because there's so much to learn. But this one, not so much. It's very easy learning curve when you start. Okay. That, that's what I was about to say. Is like It's a, like a hill you have to walk up to just start playing the game and enjoying it. But you, it's not too no. difficult in the beginning? No. They, they pretty much, um, it's very easy onboarding mm-hmm. they simplify things in the beginning so that 
way you get it right away and you can get involved in the, the game right away. And then they slowly start adding complications that will you need to figure out how to get around. That will test your might. Yeah. And okay. the, the aliens definitely, like, it comes in waves. Like, oh, I can defeat this wave of aliens pretty easily and I don't think about it. So then I'm focused on something else. And then later it's like, whoa, this attack is way bigger and I have to stop what I'm doing and go fix that or help my base over there. Okay. Okay. It sounds like a lot to manage. How's the look of the game and the feel of the game? It is looks, it, as you in the mix, does it feel good? It's It looks great as far as a two-dimensional game could be. Because like, yeah, you can't yeah. move the camera around. You're mm-hmm. just looking top down. But the graphics are great. And uh, I'm very impressed at the lack of stutter or lag in the game. Like, There's so many little alien things that it could fill your screen and yet the game runs smoothly. And I'm almost like in my head preparing for this to stutter or lag a little bit but it just doesn't happen that's good to hear and i i think it will eventually happen when i have so many things going on but right now uh, the game's running great so you're playing on xbox uh-huh. you're playing on xbox s. s yeah is there do you see this is it only for this generation of games now i don't know i was wondering if it's on the switch if that's worse i, mean, I highly doubt it's on the switch and if it is i would expect it to not run well yeah okay that's what i was wondering before if it was even in the maybe ps4 still because ps5 is not popping off as much yet yeah i don't know i don't even look at those anymore okay yeah. you're pa- past that sorry level. okay guys, come on <laughs> the year's 2020 <laughs> uh i really enjoyed it though i think you should check it out Maybe okay you might like i have game pass too i didn't i just didn't know about this game yet mm-hmm. um it's called riff breaker i like these games but when there's so much to go going on sometimes it's supposed to be an escape but sometimes it gets stressed out and it might my, my, my break from whatever it is like the thing is if, me out. if you can build your base enough to just automate it uh-huh. and I, I like a lot of the machines i build it's like um defenses so like a machine gun that'll just shoot the enemies as they come in and then another machine that's like okay repair any broken things automatically oh just do it for you it'll just send out drones and start repairing stuff so like i have a section of my base that i don't even look at because it's so well protected oh la di da like and then i can focus upgrading everything else just hang out there all, the whole yeah. game <laughs> yeah so uh i do think it's worth playing if you like those types of games okay yeah uh, and um i don't know how much longer i'll stick with it because does it feel like you're running out of stuff to do yet or is it are they still throwing problems at you because then like it's kind of like stages where like once you defeat this problem they'll ramp it up and give you a new problem right so what i'm doing lately is just not beating the problem oh so that way uh i don't have to face anything harder yet and i can just keep upgrading what i have um, which is probably breaking the game. Yeah, cheating. A little bit. But uh, I do find myself playing it and being like, oh, I should go to bed. Oh, no. And then an hour passes by. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, those, game, those games can, can suck you in. I think the worst def- uh, offender of that for me was Stardew Valley. I was talking about the oh, game, yeah. but it's just like, oh, the day started. I need to farm more stuff. Mm-hmm. Less serious problem than finding aliens, but <laughs> it's definitely time suck. Uh, do you think I would like those games, like the Animal Crossing style games? Uh, maybe not Animal Crossing. I think that was of a time, like when it first came out. It's almost like a community you're building. Yeah. I never, I, I don't know about it because I didn't buy it at the time either. Maybe Stardew Valley, just because it's like. That's a farm game, right? Yeah, that's a farming game. You know those like old um, mobile games on your phone where it's like uh, you run a restaurant or you run a hair salon or something like that? Something dumb, yeah. It's, it's a time management game, right? Yeah, so yeah. I get addicted to those games. Are you- <laughs> yeah, so like that's why I like this game a lot. 
It sounds like you said it's like a um advanced phone game, like a phone game, yeah, like to the much. nth degree. Yeah. Okay. It's like they put a lot of money into this phone game. Right. <laughs> put it on the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what I first thing I wanted to talk about. The mm. second thing is I watched the movie Dune. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I waited a week. I watched it last week, and you told me you haven't watched it yet, so I was quiet for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it with my coworkers. Yeah. And um, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, Could have been better. I think so. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, my only issue for it is it uh, didn't really have a conclusion. You know. No, because it's the first part. Right. But I mean, I'm, it felt like almost not even a, a full movie. I feel like it was a great two hours of a first act of a movie. Okay, because it's two and a half hours long. Yeah. <laughs> it's very long. It's very long for for a first act of a movie. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is like there's not even a a break. I feel like or a, a transition point. I want to say uh, I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I think I would actually like it better watching it a second time because I already know what's going on because watching it the first time I had to like figure out a lot of things you're making like assumptions of who's who or like what's the dynamic what are you talking about yeah a little bit I'm like okay this, what's going on and I had to like kind of just like go without knowing and then figuring it out later because they don't really I guess they kind of explain it but they're using all these terms that I don't know because it's like space stuff uh, Arrakis Arrakis and House Atreides House Atreides the Bene Gesserit yeah and then the, like the I don't even know like they, they have like Salah like he's like the chosen one or something I, mean, I don't know <laughs> Whoville <laughs> Yeah, but um, I started watching it the second time already. Oh, okay, just to because someone else was watching turn. it, and I was like, I'll sit in oh, for the yeah. first part, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I kind of like this more now because I know what it is. That's funny. Okay, I I came into it with somewhat of a knowledge, like maybe someone gave me a summary of the the story already. Yeah, and I think I started reading it before. Oh, really? Yeah, like a few pages, and it didn't get far because it was just like these terms were being thrown at me, and it didn't get sucked in right away. Yeah, I almost feel like I could read the book now after watching the movie. <laughs> Like I'd like that. Unlike Riffbreaker, the onboarding is a little steep on this one. <laughs> Uh, that being said, I think it's a great movie. Okay. I like the feel it gives off, the gigantic spaceships and the sand yeah. feeling of the planet. Um, the, the awe you see of these giant spaceships, I think, was, we haven't seen that like that feel in a while that's like new. Like You mm-hmm. get it in Star Wars, of course. Yeah. But for this, um, it gave its own unique flavor of that. Yeah. I, I think the acting is also very good. Yeah. Some high caliber actors in it, big names. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, <laughs> David Bautista. Exactly. Um, but also like I don't want to spoil it oh, but like mm-hmm. no though these are big actors they're not they're not like cherished you know what I mean like I'll just say like no one's too big to kill off <laughs> oh alright yeah that's true I think um, well that big brings intrigue to the whole like society yeah. like mm-hmm. how people interplay in the drama of that um, because it does feel like the beginning of the book only yeah you don't some characters you just see for a bit and you don't get them a lot right so that's kind of a disappointment uh, my coworker who's very into the books yeah also said like this this first movie is not even all of the first book yeah that's what I mean I, I knew that yeah yeah yeah. so there's like more in the book that's not in this movie yet there's a whole lot I think. of the first book yes yeah. and there's like mo- there's of course multiple books but I think those books also take place in different generations like that, centuries yeah, yeah yeah like a long time yeah so there's, there's a huge amount to build out in this universe that they haven't done yet mm-hmm. which is so weird because it's like you're just on a sand planet yeah a dune a dune yeah <laughs> 
I will say as I was watching it, I didn't like I didn't know if I liked it and I only knew I liked it till the very end. Like once it was finished, I was like, Oh, I liked it. Yeah. You but as iffy. I'm watching, I'm just like, I don't know if I like this. Interesting. Okay. I like the feel of everything. Like each scene I could feel like I liked it. Um f- up to like fairly recently, they were did not approve the second movie yet. Which was weird. Which I is think, weird, yeah. I think they were just doing that so that people didn't know that it's only the first part. Oh, you think so? Because if you know this is only the first part, you might just wait to watch it. Who's doing that? I don't I don't believe that. Well, I think so. Some people do that. People are upset when they're like, oh, this is only part one of something. People are upset when they realize that. Really? Oh, I, I would never be that way. This is only part one of the end of Hunger Games? That was annoying, actually. See? Okay, there you go. <laughs> but that's that's not, bec- that's not why I hated that one specifically. <laughs> it's because it was a crappy movie because of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there were... They were not. They didn't announce that yet because I don't know if they wanted to do it because of the whole HBO straight to streaming oh, kind of messed why? up. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, remember the Timothy Chalamet when he was on SNL right when that news came out. Yeah, they were upset with HBO about that. I would be too. Yeah, because I didn't watch it in the theater. I watched it on HBO. <laughs> do you think they they lost so much money for that? That's not going to theaters only, and the actors getting paid less. Like it's the Scarlett Johansson scenario again. I don't know. I I, I honestly do think though that the studio the movie made less in theaters of course yeah but I also think like maybe their contracts are not the same as Scarlett Johansson's Scarlett Johansson like she's a titular character yeah she has uh, producer rights to it and all that stuff oh whereas this there's so many big name actors I bet they didn't have the same style contract that's true even some of the bigger name actors are not the yeah, I doubt. Not even the top billing so they still might get more, made, pay, make more than the yeah, main character I doubt they have um what a box office payout whatever you call it back end stuff oh okay I didn't know they, that just gonna get a flat rate for making i've never been paid for it to be in a movie you before. haven't been in a movie no you never been in a big streaming it. movie yeah yeah i oh, i can't share that i have so okay not yet <laughs> i'm in the second doom i've been doing too <laughs> I also really like like the grandness of the movie. The sets, the atmosphere of it yes. is very big and royal and uh, unbelievable almost. Uh, the the planets, I, they give their own feel. I, it's easy to compare this to Star Wars, right? Because it's yes. space yeah. and, and on a desert. Fa- family. It's also kind of Game of Thrones with the families in it. Yeah, the houses. Planet. The houses, it, it, it's instead of a house, it's their own planet, right? Yeah. Which is kind of interesting there. Um, There's also like an emperor that we don't even really see that's con- in charge of everything. I, they just mention him yeah yeah that's that's really interesting uh is it snow who knows <laughs> Uh, the sound of the the movie like is what bought me in like the oh really yeah I think I think that w- that's what gave ev- all these big set pieces and big spaceships big space events mm. give it more grandeur I think this is um what's the director's name is it Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve. Yeah. yeah he did a Blade Runner I liked that movie he did Arrival yes yeah so it definitely feels like those movies you're right yeah yeah he has a certain style yeah are you a fan of those movies did he do he like Annihilation a I don't think so oh, okay never mind I'm then. not sure. Yeah. Like those movies, I like parts of those movies. Yeah. Like I like parts of Blade Runner, but I don't like the whole movie. I like the movie. Um, I could see why you don't like it. It's kind of maybe slower than you'd like yeah. or. Yeah. And definitely Dune has that same feel. Like there's parts yeah. where it's like, this movie could be 30 minutes shorter. It seemed like a lot of time to bring effect to everything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even like the sandworms or whatever. Yes. But not enough maybe fleshing the characters as much as like other movies. Yeah. Like keep the, keep the ball rolling, you know. 
Yeah. There's a lot of repetitive things in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder, I wonder if they had to go at it slow with all this terminology they're throwing at you. I honestly, even like, I, I bet most people still don't know 100% of the plot because yeah. also because it's going slow. Do you think anybody like glazed over watching it in, in the theater and is like, uh, this is not for me because there's too much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, too, a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. All right. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go into spoilers now so we can get into the nitty gritty? All right. All right. What was your right. favorite so, bit? Okay. Spoilers warning that we're going to talk about. For Dune. Uh, my favorite bit is, um, I guess, how real they made everything. Oh, okay. As far as like the ships and the architecture and the stuff, like it feels lived in, it feels a part of the characters. Yeah. And specifically Arrakis, like that base they went to, mm-hmm. it's, it seemed a mix of real things and like sci-fi things. It looked like it was like a like a missile missile hangar, whatever they were living okay, in, like, yeah. like like the cement block thing. It looked yeah. like it could be real. Yeah. I like the beginning though, the House of Trades stuff when they're on yeah. Caladan, that, that their planet. I don't even know. Yeah, they're because they live in like a foresty planet. It's right? kind of it looked like Ireland. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then um like the I don't know what they are, but like the this is the ship comes down to them to officially say we're giving you the Dune planet, right? Yes. And that ship is from like the Emperor, right? Yeah, I gave like religious vibes, almost like yeah. the, uh, like the Pope. Yeah, it just feels like though I'm they're not gonna explain what these necessarily are, but it feels like world building. It feels like there's a history and the reason why like this group comes and has a ceremony with them and bagpipes. Yeah, bagpipes <laughs> and they have to wear uh special garments and stuff like ritual ceremony type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it just feels like uh, not for nothing. They have some connections to like real world stuff is what you're right. saying and it, it fits. Because is it true or not? This is, they're humans. They're from Earth. I don't know. I, I Again, <laughs> both of us, I've not, we're not enthralled in the, the story. Like we, we're not big fans of it yet. Because it takes place in the year 10,000 something. So, they said that? Yeah. Okay. So it's literally 8,000 years from now. Okay. So they, they are originally from Earth. I think so. I think they're humans from Earth. Like House Atreides and the main characters, they're like like people, descendants of humans from Earth. Yeah, that was just like a regular name. Yeah. It's Chris and Daniel Atreides. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but like, because it's like 8,000 years from now, yeah. imagine how different everything will be 8,000 years from now. 2,000 years ago, people were just like, it looked like right Dune. It was like they're in sandals <laughs> in the sand. Oh, it's like so much more in the future. Yeah. Yeah. 2,000 years ago was uh, a big deal happened. <laughs> really? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there, there's a... Um, the, the, all the technology was kind of fun. Like they have like shields that kind of work. They're kind that of invisible. I like. that, that was I didn't like that. There's not that many guns. It's not not a lot of laser beams or some, but it's mainly swords they're fighting with. So this is what I learned from my coworker who's oh, read the books. All right. Uh, something happens where uh, humans no longer trust artificial intelligence. Something like that. So the Cylons attacked. I don't know what happened in the past, but now there's it's like banned to use any kind of AI or computerized stuff or something like that. Anything computerized or anything anything, artificial intelligence, I think. Like Siri. Anything not real intelligence. So like everything has to go back to like analog. So you can still use computers, but not AI. You can AI. use technology, but I guess not AI. So like technology halted. At a certain point. Yeah. All right. But that's there's why other their stuff. Ship, that's why their ship, it's not like a rocket ship. It's like, it's like flapping wings. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make, does yeah. that make physics sense to you? It's 8,000 years from now. All right. <laughs> physics is going to be different by then. <laughs> Shapes are going to be big bugs. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Um, and like the ships, how they move, does that seem logical? Like it's a big ball. It's a big tennis ball. Yeah, it looks landed. cool. It looked kind of cool, yeah. It looks like it's like a old sci-fi book cover. Sure, yeah. yeah like a novel. Yeah. Um, but the way it ended, I felt like there's still more to be seen. That's my only like gripe. Gripe, yeah. My gripe is like, because the main character has these visions, these dreams. Yeah. And they overdid it. Every other scene is his dream. You're right, yeah. I wonder what that was about, just to build up. Build up. For the future. Yeah, of him meeting the person in his dream. Yeah, and just to build up a specific moment almost. And it was like, oh, well, that would kind of, that was a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while watching this movie and seeing the set and the caliber of actors and the story and all this, all I could think about in my head was, uh, make a saga movie already. <laughs> really? They could, if you just took this and made it in a saga movie, have these actors that are like mm. very good actors, right. have the budget of this quality of set and just put TVs on top of their heads. Look, <laughs> saga. There's a lot of other stuff. It's more colorful. It's a different world, different feel. Oh my. Imagine Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet as could actually work. the yeah. parents in Saga. Yeah, that could work. And they're on the run. That, yeah, that's uh, that's obviously what I'd pick to make a movie out of. Who cares about doing <laughs> But I think I think that's time is tested. Like it's like what it came out in the seventies, maybe the, the original. The comic. How, how was the book? The books. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The books are very old, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of to build off there. They know they can extend this into a multiple movie deal, more than just the first book. Oh yeah. So there's that. There's fifty com issues of the saga comic. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Imagine right. each issue is only a movie. That's fifty movies. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to feel like doing one. Like it's elongated <laughs> more than it has to be. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that though. And I, was, I think it's going to happen eventually. I want to see it happen. Uh, it's supposed to be a long running thing. Maybe a TV show would be better, but the budget is the issue. I, I believe a movie is more likely. Yeah. And I think um, things like you thought couldn't be adapted were adapted. Watchmen, Sandman. And I think Saga is inevitable. Yes. Uh, that's, the, that's, that's the comic book thing I want to see. I mean, yeah. we've got a lot of the, enough of these superheroes. Forget that. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? You did mention Sandman just now. Yeah. Actually, the um, second volume of the Audible audiobook for Sandman came out, and mm-hmm. I've been giving that a listen. I know I, you really like the first one. I really love the first one. Really well made. Um, it's just building a world in your head. It feels like uh, audiobooks, they're the new thing. That I, I really, really like them now. Like, uh, I haven't gotten into it. Well, I did do the uh, audiobook Audible trial thing, okay. and I got lazy and didn't cancel the month after. Uh, so you know you have to listen to it. I now have to listen to you like a, a, a whole nother thing so I bought some other Sandman uh, <laughs> Neil Gaiman books that are on my docket there's one called Neverwhere and I'm not sure if I got American God so I might have got that mm. but back to the Sandman thing I'll tell you the second one I don't want to spoil too much because if I do it's going to spoil the first few stories I'm just okay. going to mention it what's funny enough is like the characters that come up a lot are um, Marvel characters is a uh, Marvel characters? Odin, Thor, and Loki which are in Sandman? in Sandman okay which are Norse gods so they may yeah. make sense um, there's a story with a lot of other gods of different countries mm-hmm. and it feels uh, a good move to have these different uh, accents in the roles and oh, so okay. it's a good move I'll just say give it a listen use up your trial and you can get both of the stories if you want is it um, pretty much the second volume of Sandman I think it's further down the road I think they're oh, not really? doing it in order because they are just like little tidbits like you know the stories yeah. is almost an anthology mm-hmm. story so consider that it's not I don't think it's necessarily the second volume cool yeah so just as good as the first one you think I think so Neil Gaiman again is narrating it yeah and he's doing a good job he 
he knows his characters. It's it's uh he's got a pretty good for audio book. He's got a pretty good voice for that. Like doing the narrator, he knows the characters, so it fits. I've listened to a little bit of the first one. Yeah, I think McAvoy is very good in it. Yes, McAvoy is pretty good in that. Um, doing the the Morpheus character. Morpheus, yeah. Um, what's his name? The guy that was in Good Omens. I forgot his. Uh, so he's got a relationship with Neil Gaiman already. He's playing uh, Lucifer. Oh, is that um? Is it, uh, like Ian? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. He comes back as is Lucifer, and he's doing just a great job. In is it Martin Freeman? I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe I'm not sure. Uh, he he doesn't look like Lucifer. If if he's some is like acted in a in a TV show, I don't think he would work for that. But because it's just the voice, yeah, perfectly on point. Okay, yeah, I I do feel like when I was listening to it, I could like imagine the world that they're building just from listening to it. Yes, yeah, so, and there's some famous actors doing the voice too. Mm-hmm. Even though you could see their faces and it doesn't fit for the character they're doing, the voices make sense. Yeah, because I could see someone else in my head. Okay, and it, it works perfect. Yeah, I'm I want to see the show. Yeah, it's just got me more excited. Uh, yeah, there's so much at stake here. Much at stake. Don't play with my emotions. Don't play with my emotions. Sam, get it right. It's a big deal. Uh, maybe I'll check out the second volume, but I got to finish the first one still. Okay, give it a re- give it a listen. Mm-hmm. People say audiobooks, they're reading a book. I don't count that as reading. I don't reading. count that as reading. You're listening to a story. Yeah. Okay, if I watch a movie, did I read the book? Because I listen to this, the movie also. I, I don't know. You, you can make the argument. I've watched, I read a movie. I, I've read all the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, that, Sandman Volume Two. I think the first story is Seasons of the Mist. Good, good read. <laughs> good, good listen. Good I listen. Guess. Yeah, yeah. Good watch. Good watch. All right, guys. If you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. That way, you could read all our episodes when they come out. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to tell your friends. Just search Reader Copy Podcast on. Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, and you can stream us on Spotify. Right. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, let's chat. Did you guys like Dune? Dune, or uh, let us know if you're going to watch Eternals right. coming out this week. I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then let us know next week when we're back with a, another episode. Until then, Daniel, do you want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See you later. See ya. See ya.